Welcome to another episode of the Friday Podcast. And this is your boy, Chez Tanuki. Um, and uh, this is number 55. It's a, new, it's a new day, a new beginning, a rebirth. And I just fucking woke up, so my hair is fucked up. I ain't even brushed my teeth yet, but, you know, I felt like recording. So I'm recording. And this episode is late. Uh, it's a recording on Saturday, but shit happens, you know. I was on time for a while, but you know how to get back to work and shit, and stuff happens. So, speaking of work, uh, I was at work the other day, right? And at, and, I, and on the window that I passed twice, um, it was a praying mantis. And the second time I passed it, it looked at me, right? So I'm like, whoa, praying mantis, that means something. So I looked it up. And according to richardlois.com, uh, the praying mantis spirit animal represents looking inward and trying to figure out what your highest purpose is. And that totally reflects what I've been going through in my personal life. Um, this, this often involves doing meditation, <clears throat> excuse me, and letting yourself disconnect from the hustle and bustle of reality so you can gain clarity and intuition. So the praying mantis has symbols in different cultures, symbolism in different cultures. Across the world, the praying mantis mean, meaning has been used as a simple symbol for different cultures. It is thought to represent passive aggression, patience, and masculinity in some societies. There are also, now remember, the media may might try to make you think that masculinity is, is evil, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, uh, if you're not being, a, if you're not, not, not all my masculinity is toxic, is what I'm trying to say. There are also interpretations of an entire life cycle with regards to this creature's meaning from birth through death Bro, if you fuck up my recording, cat. Shout out to Leo the cat. Let's see if he gets on camera without me asking him to. Um, from birth through death and rebirth that are prevalent across many cultures. Uh, let me just show y'all what I'm fucking with right now. This fool's on the table. Anyway. Oh, you don't like being on camera? You don't like that? Uh, a <clears throat> a praying mantis is one of the few insects that are not only pleasing to look at, according to some, but also invoke a sense of awe and wonder. What is it about these almost alien-looking creatures that make us stop and stare? The mystery and magic of the praying mantis can actually be traced very far back. The people of ancient Greece and ancient Egypt saw these insects as guides to those who needed direction either in life or death. In Chinese culture, uh, the praying mantis is an omen of good fortune and prosperity. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, you're being kind of rude now. Um, so the insect's repeated waving of its forelegs and a typical posture known as praying was thought to resemble the ritualistic act of prayer, hence the praying mantis. 
In ancient China, people believed that when they saw a mantis, they would know their crops would be successful for another year. Low power mode. Damn, I didn't even charge this bitch last night. Whatever. I may have to do this in segments. Um, the praying mantis is also thought to have a connection to the spiritual world. And as a result, is able to deliver us messages from higher beings or guides who exist to help us discover and live our purpose. There are many different interpretations of what it means to see a praying mantis. But another interpretation is good fortune and prosperity. This belief originated in China where people often saw mantids as omens of success or an indicator that you have found your place in life. So... Because of unforetold or possibly very uh, predictable circumstances, let me scoot back a bit. Um, I had to change the format of the podcast. I even had to change the name of the podcast. Um, but that's okay because things happen for a reason, right? There's a fly. Um, anyway, so. If you if you've been watching, uh, I had to take down a lot of videos for a particular reason that I won't go into right now, and it sounds like a duck is fucking laughing at me for it. So I may have to remake some of the angel number videos, or I'll just reload them when things uh, settle down. Therefore, I'm going to continue on with my series of angel numbers. Sorry for my hair looking all crazy, and I'm and I'm going to twelve twelve which I used to see frequently when I was hanging out with the Odd Squad, especially while playing chess and stuff. Um, seeing 1212 can be prompting, can be a prompting and reminder that there's an opportunity for you to level up your awareness and access the higher level of your innate Christ-like consciousness available to be realized and embodied through you as a divine being in the physical. 1212 is associated with divine Christ consciousness and it's a reminder that you can access those higher levels of refined consciousness and divine awareness now. It's just about you choosing to tune in, to clear your mind, open your heart and tune in through your empowered will. To access your inner core of light so you can lift up, expand and reunite with higher levels of divine awareness available to you in every moment. The Awakening Code 1212 is a call to lift, expand, and tune in. 1212 can be seen as a sacred code, an archetype for the activation of the Merkavic field of light around your being. Metatron's cube is a sacred geometric representation of the Merkaba, which is visually represented as being 12 spheres that combine to create a geometric form united and centered around the one. You are the one that is the center of this 1212 activation of your Merkabic field that empowers you to raise your vibration, to, to travel through the multidimensional spheres to unlock new levels of higher divine awareness, expanded consciousness, and incredible realizations about the divine nature inherently present in all of creation in your being. I got the Holy Spirit right there, baby. Tune into your heart. Tune into Metatron's cube, 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 Merkaba around you. It can be helpful to meditate on Metatron's cube. This sounds like a fucking transformer. I don't know what Metatron uh, is. It's the, the, the geometric shape that we were just talking about. I'm sure I'll put a picture up. 
um to allow the blessings that are behind you seeing 12 12 the awakening code to enter in to consciously become aware of and to integrate at the level of your multi-dimensional being incredible Shout out to Natural Grocers, where you can also get these clean cars, Yerba Mate, energy drink from Austin, Texas, that give 50% of profits to addiction recovery. Continuing on, the crystal of the week is Hornblend. Um, let me see if I can find it again. Had a few minutes to record when I have uh, the space to myself. I get kind of anxious uh, recording around other people for some reason when it's just a solo podcast. So I think this is, I think this is a uh, Hornblend right here. But I'll put a picture. Up. All right, we're back. So Hornblend, uh, according to Violet Sunblog dot uh, WordPress dot com. Some of the horn blend from various websites referenced below include said to be used for curing insomnia and inducing pleasant dreams. They're also said to have a positive effect on those who wear them. Encourage it. See, I keep a bag on me with all these crystals at me. Uh, what's up with all these birds and shit right now? Fans of the podcast, I guess. Um, encourages one to be less judgmental of others. To see and treat others around them equally. Great. Creates a sense of ease at times of threat and of judgment. This stone opens the heart and mind to feelings of fairness. Helping the being to accept that they are neither above nor below those around them. Interesting. Being black in color of terrestrial organ, origin and containing iron are all indicators that hornblende is a strong grounding and protective stone. It has another characteristic that sets it apart from other protective stones. Um, that being its tone slash frequency when the crystals are struck together. The majority of grounding and protective crystals have a bass sound when struck together. Hornblende, however, has a singing or tinkling sound just slightly deeper pitched than singing quartz, including indicating that this is indeed a high vibrational protective stone. And according to Violet Sunblog, he says that his own work, or she, I'm assuming it's a she, her name is Violet, her, them, you know, I don't know what, Violet, according to Violet, uh, due to the high vibrational nature of this crystal, which is rare in grounding and protection stones, it is especially well suited for protection and rituals requiring intense protection, such as house clearings involving the removal of entities and poltergeists, exorcisms, psychic surgery, and cord cutting. I don't know about that last part. I haven't done any of that shit. The most I do is burn some sage in my house, you know what I'm saying? A little prayer. Um, now, according to sagecrystals.com, hornblende is a dark green to black igneous stone that is both grounding and vibrational. I mean, protective while also being high vibrational in nature. It is especially effective when using protection grids or for holding strong emotional boundaries. Um, well suited for protection. Yeah, I already said that. 
helps to insulate us from the abrasiveness of others. It further allows us to accept the processes of those around us, uh, release judgment and be more tolerant. It can create a sense of ease at times of threat and judgment. Horn blend opens the heart and minds to feelings of fairness, like I said before, and helps us to accept that we are all equal and sovereign human beings. All right, my badass women of history, Hermia Galindo. Um, now it is, this is uh, Hispanic Heritage Month and I should have wore a Hispanic shirt, but I just woke up. This is just what I was wearing. Um, so Hermia Galindo was a pioneer in the feminist movement in Mexico and made defending women's rights the basis of her political career. She founded the feminist sem seminar, The Modern Woman, which promoted the development of sex, sorry, which promoted <laughs> the development of women and defended their position in the social structure. I skipped a line. She fought for secular education, sex education. See, I just saw sex and I was like, and women's right to exercise their sexuality. Hermia Galindo Acosta, also known as Hermia Galindo de Topete, was born June 2nd, 1886, and passed on the 18th of August, 1954. Mexican feminist and writer, an early supporter of many radical feminist issues, primarily sex education in schools, women's suffrage, and divorce. She was one of the first feminists to state that Catholicism in Mexico was thwarting feminist efforts and was the first woman to run for elected office in Mexico. So in her early life, she was born in Lerdo, Mexico, Durango. Shout out to Durango, because that's where my dad was born. Gomez Palacio, Durango. Um, to Rosario Galindo and Hermia Acosta. I can't tell, I guess Rosario is the dude. Uh, she began her education in Villa Lerdo and then attending an industrial school in Chihuahua. Excuse me, I didn't take my allergy pills last night. Learning accounting, shorthand, telegraphy, typing, as well as English and Spanish. At the age of 13, she returned home and gave private lessons in shorthand and typing to children. In 1911, she moved to Mexico City. Arriving in Mexico City, she joined a liberal club and became a public supporter of Venustiano. Caranza lobbying against Porfirio Diaz. She was discovered by Venustiano Caranza while giving a speech to welcome him upon his return to the capital. He then offered her the opportunity to work with him in Veracruz. She became his private secretary and continued rallying support for the rights of Mexican women and liberal ideologies. Caranza supported her efforts, permitting her to distribute feminist propaganda in the southern Mexican states of Tabasco, Campeche, and Yucatan, and in the traditionally lib liberal state of Veracruz, as well as Caranza's home state of Coila. So Coila, that's where my, my grandma lived, Torreón, Coila, and San Luis Potosi and Nuevo León. Caranza also appointed her as his representative in Cuba and Colombia to publicize his policies in surrounding Latin America. In 1915, she created a magazine called La Mujer Moderna, The Modern Woman, along with essays discussing feminist ideas 
It served as propaganda to support Carranza. Almost all of her works helped the political campaign of Carranza in some way. The magazine also featured articles which expressed her disapproval of the Catholic Church and its methods of control. She was one of the first feminists to speak out about the church and its view of women. Sorry, there's a bird or something. Gaindo collaborated with many other journalists and feminists, with the majority of these women being from Spain who were fighting for the same issues as Galindo. The most famous women that stand out from her magazine and articles are Maria Luisa de la Torre de Otero, Clarissa P. de Torres, Julia de Febles Cantón, Vida de Palomec, Michaela Rosada de Tepe, Bolivia M. de Rivas, Rosario Rivas Hernández, Maria Pacheco, Artimisa N. Sanz Royo, and Luz Calvan. I don't know any of those people, and that was very hard to say, but I'm glad I did it. Um, although the magazine was titled, titled La Mujer Moderna, she also included male journalists in her work, for sure. She eventually wrote Carranza's biography in addition to at least five other books. One of her books, Un Presidenciable, El General Don Pablo Gonzalez, was written about the General Pablo Gonzalez Garza, who was general during the Mexican Revolution under President Carranza. Her support for Carranza was incredibly obvious because out of all her works related to him, all her works were related to him, even the feminist magazine. At the times, her views of sex education and women's sexuality were considered to be extremely radical. Her approach seeking equality and women's rights were seen as controversial. During the Feminist Congress of 1916, which Galindo did not attend, Cesar Gonzalez, an education administrator for Gonzalez, for Carranza, sorry, read a statement in which Galindo attacked the male double standard in Mexico. After these statements were read, conservative women's groups went on the defensive and came back with a statement which supported the traditional role of women and opposed women's education. Carranza allowed Galindo to submit a proposal for women's equality to the Constituent Congress of 1917 but the item was stricken from the final agenda. Her strong support for Carranza was evident in her writings, which expressed her faith in him and his potential to create a social revolution. Through him, she believed that women could get the vote, that there was hope, and that there was hope for social reform. In the end, Carranza failed to create the change he promised. Instead, because of corruption, he was seen as an enemy of the revolution, which left Galindo disillusioned. On 2nd March 1917, she took matters into her own hands and filed as a candidate for deputy of 5th constituency of Mexico City. Gabriela Cano, historian, reported it was the first time that in Mexico a woman contended as an electoral choice. Though some records show Galindo won a majority of the votes, the Electoral College rejected her results, claiming that they were only complying with the law forbidding women. She accepted the rejection, but made it clear that her purpose had been to show publicly that women could be elected and should be allowed to hold public office. In 1923, Galindo attended a feminist Congress in the state of Tobasco and organized several revolutionary clubs in Capeche, Campeche, Tobasco, Veracruz, and Yucatan. She later married that year and ended her political involvement. She died 18 of August 1954 in Mexico City. Man, shout out to that badass woman in history, Hermia Galindo. Um, so we got the angel number, right? We got the crystal, we 
got a badass woman in her story. Now let me talk about some current events. Um, right now, Nicki Minaj is in trouble. The liberal media, um, because she she said what she believed, and we should have the right to say what we believe. Um, so that kind of made me a fan of Nicki Minaj. I used to have a lot of hate on her because the type of shit she put out, the influence she had on um, on women around me. But the fact that, I mean, she's just an artist expressing her shit. And eventually I knew, I realized, okay, there's nothing wrong with this kind of music. It's just for a specific audience, right? It shouldn't be on Nickelodeon, obviously, but it, it's for a specific audience, just like rated R movies. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that those shouldn't be illegal, but they're not for kids, obviously. Don't let your kids see fucking it, right? Because then they're fucking scared of clowns, which is fucked up, in my opinion. Um... So yeah, man, just stay positive, you know? Um, don't let the fear-based media control your emotions um, because scientifically, now look, science changes. Science always changes. That's the part, that's the beautiful part of science. Because for science, we used to think, oh yeah, the earth was flat, then they changed that. They used to think uh, that the, everything revolved around the earth, then they changed that. Science changes, bro. You know what I'm saying? Science said it was okay to use talcum powder. Now they say that this shit causes cancer. Science said, you know, use sunscreen. Now they found that some of that shit causes cancer. So science changes. So when people say, oh, it's science, it's a fact. Okay, but facts change, bro. You know what I'm saying? Facts can change. And that's facts. You know, the only constant is change, and that's including facts. Right, Leo, Cat? Stay positive. Don't let fear control you because the placebo effect is real. And that means that we have more control over our health than we realize. And four ducks just flew over me. And we know what that means if you listened last time. And if you didn't, it just means family, love, and, and honesty, and being, uh, and looking at the bright side of things because ducks look funny. Right? They're cute and they wah, 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 wah. and they look funny. They fly funny. Um, they're not like elegant birds. And uh, I'm not an elegant person. Right? I look funny sometimes. I talk funny. walk funny. But that's part. We need different people. If everybody thought the same and acted the same, the world would be fucking bland. You know? Um, so no strain reviews because even though, you know, it was only CBD... Um, that caused it a little controversy, um, and I didn't prepare myself with beats or anything like that. What's up, ducks? Yeah, they're flying down and shit. They look cool when they fly down, but they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. like they're gonna crash and shit. Um, I love y'all, and I thank y'all for sticking around. We'll get more back to the normal soon. Uh, and I'm talking about the podcast. I don't know about the world. I thank the world too, you know. I love how, I love where I live. Um, I went to Papa John's the other day, you know what I'm saying? And um, and there was black dudes working there, white dudes working there, and nobody was wearing masks. There was a customer there and he wasn't wearing masks. And I had a, I had a clear mask on. I was like, man, let's take this shit off. You know what I'm saying? Feeling really free. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I respect it. If a place, if they ask me to put my mask on, or I'll put it on. But since it was a food place, I was like, fuck it, let me put my, my ghost shield. Um, okay, 
My phone's about to die. Um, it's a decent amount of content. I love y'all. There's a lot more to come. Um, peace.